you and I keep a level head on here. We have a good time. We're here for the long haul. We enjoy this product and we understand that things are going to happen and adjustments are going to have to be made. I will be very frustrated if they dump a huge supply and ruin all of the planning that we've been doing over the last couple months. What's up, Candy Fam? My name is Nate, that's David, and this is the Talking Candy Weekly Update. Each week, we give you an idea of what you need to be paying attention to in the world of candy. And while David and I each have collections of our own, none of this is financial advice. Please do your own research. We are just here to have a good time. David, it's burn week. The Titans are here. Did you get one yesterday? Uh, personally, I did not, but my, my wife was fortunate enough to have the points available for a Wander Franco Titan. And so she was able to burn those points and she's got a Titan on the way. Nice, nice. So yeah, yesterday was a very exciting day. Uh, Monday, Monday the 18th, we had our first batch of five Titans come out. Uh, they were all burned in, you know, they minted out to 100, which we weren't sure if that was gonna happen. We'll discuss that. Uh, we also had an announcement this week on where what what's happening with the vaulted packs so that's a discussion that we need to have not fully clear on where that's headed but something that we're going to talk about uh and then we also had the home run derby last night and a little bit of candy involvement with that so not a ton of different subjects to go over here but some very important subjects to go over here obviously titan challenge titan burning something that people have been looking forward to for a long time now and it's finally here but let's start with some quick Twitter updates here. So first being that Candy announced this week that the gold trophies, the gold World Series Braves trophies, are now going to be a ticket to free uh, Braves play of the days going forward. So if you hold that trophy, when the Braves are the owner of that, that play of the day, it's going to be, I'm not sure if it's airdropped or uh, a code for redemption. I know the first day was airdropped. They were deciding how exactly they were going to do that. But either way, it's going to be free play of the days for anybody holding this. Pretty cool perk. I know that there's been some pain points around these trophies, uh, but it's a, a nice, nice little utility on the back end. It's something that we talk about a lot. One of the cool things about NFTs is the ability to place that utility on the back end. You never know what they're going to add to it. So I like this move, and hopefully the holders of those trophies like it as well. Uh, we also had the Home Run Derby this week. It was on Monday night. And Candy uh, partnered up to to provide NFTs, commemorative NFTs to the attendees of the Home Run Derby. So ticket holders in attendance are eligible for the free digital collectible, same as a lot of the other commemorative tickets that we've seen. And they posted some pictures here. It's the same kind of unfolding style that what they've created as a digital ticket, which is a, is a cool style. So Stanton, Judge, Harper, uh, Alonzo. So some cool stuff there and obviously good opportunity to, uh, to get some fans into candy and to do additional onboarding. These are, these are pivotal moments in the season where there's a lot of attention on baseball, a lot of excitement around baseball and to get all the attendees of uh, of these games, you know, the All-Star game tomorrow or tonight as of recording this morning on Tuesday, 
as well as the home run derby. So lots of cool stuff here. Uh, the the all-star commemorative tickets look a little bit different. Don't have those pulled up right here, but I know that those are a thing as well. So if you're going, keep an eye out for those. We also saw uh, there's a, a shop owner, a vintage sports shop owner in Santa Monica who is going to be partnering with Candy to give away leadoff series packs, some of those packs that we're going to talk about that have been held back through the vault. Anybody that shows up at this store and shows that they have the Candy commemorative All-Star Game ticket is going to be able to win free packs of Candy Digital. So kind of a niche offer here, but if you happen to be in, uh, in LA, go, uh, go, give this, go give this a look and get yourself some free packs. And then the, the main event here is the, the Titan Burn. So a few days ago, uh, or end of last week, Candy released this tutorial for the Titan Burn. Not going to show it in full here. Not going to show it with audio anyway. But just a pretty simple walkthrough that Muntner put together, uh, showing what it looks like, what the, where the collection or where the Burn Challenge is located. It's in your My Collection page. What it looks like when they become available. What the the whole process is in terms of selecting your 51 points of the particular player as well as the 49 points of the the non-player uh, and just giving you an idea of what that looks like scan a little bit ahead here you can see uh, that when you go through the queue required going through the queue yesterday you would then be able to see these uh, potential active challenges that you could get into once you clicked further into it you would see what you had available in terms of the meeting the requirements for that particular player and then you could go further in and you would be able to select which actual cards you wanted to burn you could see the additions make sure you don't burn the jersey etc so go take a look at that it's on candy's twitter page it's in discord uh i retweeted it so go take a look at that if you haven't done anything yet and then uh jim rosati our buddy over from the sweet spot did, uh, did get his wander. He's been a big wander guy all along, and he got one of these. I had another another uh, buddy, Kevin, who got one of these yesterday, and a lot of people seemed to, to be excited about wander. But it also seemed that if you were on the ball, if you minted in the very beginning, there was an opportunity to mint multiple, and I thought that that was an interesting thing as well. So while it did mint out the full 100, it was possible to to get more than one if you wanted so as you can see edition tbd these are going to be random serials and they're going to be minted on friday uh, that has been confirmed in discord that friday is going to be the day so technically it's the end of the burning we saw everything burnt, uh, mint out yesterday so we're a little bit ahead of the ball here but we should see those hit people's collections on friday so that is the that's the gist of what's going on this week um but yeah the the burning is the is the main event here so we're we're finally at a at a spot where we've got some significant movement in the market in terms of what people are focusing on yes we've had people stacking preemptively but we saw a lot of movement in the market yesterday as well when we had those specific five players announced so uh, I don't know. Why don't we just start with this? Let's keep it simple. What was your experience like minting that Titan? You know, I know that there were some hiccups yesterday. The site crashed early. It was short-lived. Uh, but what was your experience? You know, how close to one o'clock 
uh, for people's reference, 1230, they announced the five. And then at one o'clock, that's when the burning started. So what was your experience like? So yeah, at, at 1230, they announced the five players. And I quickly scanned my own collection to see if I qualified for any of them. Uh, none of them were San Francisco Giants. And so I didn't happen to have the points lying around for those other five. Yeah, so, so for I, reference, I was... it was it was Wander, Jonathan India, uh, Bieber, Biggio, and Cease. Those were the five from yesterday. And so once I knew that I wasn't minting one, uh, I, I recognized that my wife had the Wander Franco epic. And so we sprung into action on her account to make sure that she would be ready to go by 1 o'clock. So we lined up our 52 Franco points and then kind of skimmed through the other cards to see which ones would be good burn material. So we had a list of who else we were going to burn uh, with those Franco cards. And then right at 1 o'clock, started refreshing. We got the new link in the collection to get over to the challenge page. And it seemed pretty smooth at first. Uh, you know, right at 1 o'clock, we got entered into a queue in the challenges page. <laughs> but then after waiting in the queue for a couple minutes, uh, it seemed like it was going to be taking us into the challenges. But then we started getting an oops, we dropped the ball error message. And that seemed to be the most common error that people would get would just be a redirect to that error page instead of moving forward with the challenge. And that persisted for about 10 minutes. I would say it was about 110 to 112 by the time we actually got properly into the the burning mechanic page. But then once we were there, it was smooth sailing. We were able to, you know, we were able to see the five players, click the one we wanted. It told us that we were eligible. We were able to select all of his cards. And what I really liked was being able to search through the collection to find the other players that we'd already identified as the the other bring material to round out that 100 points and so once things yeah once after that first 10 or 12 minutes things were rolling it was super smooth you know no hiccups just selected the cards we want clicked burn clicked confirm all done that's great yeah it seemed to be the experience that most were having once they got through the initial hiccups one one issue that I saw tripping some people up that Candy intends to mm. put some some bumper guards on for next week is that anybody that you had listed uh, an active listing in the marketplace, you could not burn that card, which makes sense. But it wasn't being flagged when you went in to to pick your your burn subjects or your burn cards. Uh, it wasn't being flagged as being an active listing and so if you clicked on it you would get an error and it wouldn't allow you to mint the titan but you weren't exactly sure why so they did tell us this in advance that you needed to mm -hmm. to get rid of those but obviously this is part of working through the kinks of round one it would be nice to have that be obvious um it's also you know it's it is proof or at least shines a light on the fact that the whole listing and delisting process for for these candy collectibles is a little bit burdensome still there's no way to mass delist you can't check a bunch of boxes you have to manually go in click each thumbnail and and remove the listing and it's very tedious if you're somebody that's operating at scale within this so i could see that uh being being a little bit frustrating yesterday if you ran into that issue but again you had to expect that there were going to be challenges yesterday and there will probably continue to be challenges next week but there are 200 titans and by the time we get a couple weeks into this i would expect that it runs very smoothly. You could say a lot of things about 
different challenges that we face along the way, but one thing that has, has held steady is that the Candy website has performed very well under high stress. I mean, this was a, this was a stress test yesterday, and yes, it went down early, but it came back and it worked out. They minted out all 500 of these Titans within two hours. Wander was done within something like 30, 40 minutes. So it worked. The queue seemed to throttle the traffic appropriately. You know, there were some issues with the queue early on. And I think that being able to see how many Titans are still available should be accessible without waiting in that queue. I wasn't personally burning any Titans yesterday. I hadn't stacked any of those players, but I wanted to track how quickly mm -hmm. those Titans were being burned. The only way that I could do that was to go wait in that queue in my collection and see what what was available and so that was creating additional traffic by people like me who didn't even have any attention intention of burning a titan and i wasn't doing it to to mess anybody's uh day up but i wanted the information too so things like that uh to for those to be visible on the home page or, or somewhere else i think that should be a very accessible information because it's part of the excitement even if you know somebody like me i just want to watch what's happening and see how quickly the the titans are are being minted so you know small hiccups small challenges to be expected yes frustrating for sure if you're somebody that had been planning on minting one of those players especially wander it's a you know it's a, a important player something that people i'm sure had been planning for exciting to have that on week one maybe not the best bet to have on week one but you know hindsight's 2020 it could have gone super smoothly as well right Th that's been my position for a couple weeks now is that I wanted them to avoid anyone particularly high profile that first week just to to mitigate any potential problems because you know there's going to be you know that with a brand new system as much as they could test it internally it's not going to be the same as a public test yeah. under, under full load and so I would have preferred if Franco's number hadn't been called yet if they you know even if they were going to stick to guys from lineup one, which I'm also not crazy about, you know, just going a little further down the list for that first week. I'm sure they want something exciting. They want a, a big name like a Trout or a Franco. But, you know, I'm sure there were at least a few people who ran into errors early and then they didn't have enough time to do the burn. And then, you know, 30, 40 minutes came and went. And then a hundred were were snatched up, mm -hmm. and they're sitting with you know fifty, one fifty two Franco points in their collection, that they weren't planning on having anymore. The good news for them, is that there's a lot less Franco cards in circulation because of you know the hundred burning out, so their cards are still, they still have value, but that's not what, you know that's not what they wanted. Yeah, let's um, to that point. Let's take a look real quick here at what that burn data looks like because, and I don't have a whole lot to go off of, but I do have a wander left here. So when you go into a card in your collection, which I'm not sure if we've really touched on this yet. This We, we may have missed this in the shuffle over the last couple of weeks, but a very cool new addition here is that when you go into my collection, you click on a card that you own, if you scroll down, we've got some new data visualization here. And so up until yesterday, it was just showing listed, unlisted, and wrapped. But now we have this burned category here. And 
This isn't in the marketplace yet, so you can't see this for cards that you don't own, but since I have this rare wander, I can see that 65 of those have been burned. And I know from just paying attention to Discord yesterday that there were over 50 epic wanders burned. So 20%, over 20% of the wanders uh, epic supply has been burned now. So that's extremely relevant in terms of the, the prices of those epics. And we weren't sure at what volume people were going to, to burn epics, but clearly the, the ease of just checking that one box what that one out yesterday and we saw a lot of those burn because of it so hopefully we'll have this information for every card soon not just the cards that we own uh, because it's really valuable to see like what that what that shift looked like and unfortunately I can't pull up any of the the other guys because I only had a couple of them and I just I sold them during the during the attention phase of those players yesterday uh, which will segue into another conversation here. But yeah, this visualization of data is really nice and it's really useful for this this burning process to, to track the floors. The the floor on Wander's rares actually went down a little bit through through yesterday, but his epics went up significantly. So here's something to look at here where if we just take a look at... Let's go back to the very first, or actually that's where it was. So there weren't a ton of them, but the first sale yesterday on 718 went for 260. So then we had another at 260, 280, 290, and it just kept creeping up, pushed up to 300, 330, 380, and then we went as high as 425 was the final sale uh, yesterday. So we saw the floor price effectively double. On these epics and not only did it double because people needed them to burn but we also now have 50 of them that are gone forever so this is a lot of the the price movement that we've been talking about a lot of the attention that we've been talking about in terms of those five players because this didn't just happen for wander we'll show I'll show my mistake with BGO which small mistake and good learning experience but let's take a look at the the rare sales for Cavan Biggio yesterday. Everything from 718. And there were a lot of them. Okay, so here, them. here's me. And here's the start of, here, we'll go all the way back to the start of 718 here. So the first sale yesterday was for $6. So the floor was $6 on Biggio rares. So that one went, a couple more went. I didn't really know what to expect and it was relatively small dollars so I decided to sell during the attention span and, and sold it for 10 bucks and then proceeded to watch another another three go for ten dollars then it crept up into 12 and now see we're only on page four here 15 by the time it was all said and done we were looking at $25 $28 Cavan Biggio sales so three times what I sold it for and that was at the very beginning I probably sold that within the first 15 minutes let's call it of of the burning beginning so this is important to understand this is something that we've been talking about predicting not that it was you know super tough to to call but it played out that way and it played out that way significantly it wasn't in a small scale obviously there were only what a dozen of those wander epics but this is four pages of Cavan Biggio rares mm -hmm. people decided the day of 
that they were going to mint this Titan. Now, there is definitely an element of it being the first week. People are excited. They wanted to get involved. BGO was one of the cheaper ones to get into, so that could have caused a lot of it. Does this dictate that this is going to happen every week with every player? Absolutely not. But it was an observation, and it was mm-hmm. significant, and it was happening across all rarities. It, this happened with cores. This happened with uncommons. It was on a smaller scale, but the multiplier was effectively the same, anywhere from 2 to 3x on the floors. And so this is a long-winded way of saying that this is working. This is what we wanted to see. We wanted to see the floors rise, and we are getting that now. We are seeing uh, the, the Bieber... The Bieber epics that started at $30 yesterday are now up to a floor of $100. So this impacted the market and how long that impact lasts remains to be seen. But right now it looks like it it had a a significant um, shift with with these players that that have been tightened. So I don't know if there's anything in addition that, that you observed on that. Well, there's a few ways I could see this changing as multiple weeks play out. You know, one thing we mentioned is that there were five this week, but for 200 players, they're going to have to scale that up. We're going to start seeing more players per week, you know, now that they've tested the system. And that could affect, that could kind of spread people thinner over a wider number of players. So we might not see as dramatic, uh, you know, a targeting on a smaller group of players. But... I also think we weren't sure how many people were going to have the points ready going in because Mm -hmm. these are five players that we all knew already were going to get Titans. And so I don't think we knew how much these Titan burns were going to be, you know, targets of opportunity for people who are just available now with points on the marketplace that they can scoop up or how much were going to be players that people, you know, had a more personal connection with that they'd been collecting points for along the way like i've done with my san francisco giants you know i got their points as as early as possible because i knew from the beginning these were players i wanted and so i think we're seeing a lot more on the other side of things we're seeing a lot more people who are waiting until the day of to get their points together Mm -hmm. and so i i was pretty confident we were going to see people finish under 100 mints now, with lineup one and lineup two, of course, those are much more distributed than lineups three, four, five, and six. So if we do see players finishing under that 100 mark, it probably won't happen until the later lineups, specifically because that supply is available on the marketplace. But with, you know, someone like an Aaron Judge, you know, there might not be as many points readily available. Now, he's maybe a bad example because there's a lot more interest in him. I think he still hits 100 despite being from a later lineup. For sure. But but there's other players who the supply just doesn't exist. It's great for there to be four pages of Kevin Biggio rare sales. But if you take a Titan from lineup six, there aren't even four pages of rare listings. And and so you're just not going to have that availability. Even if the interest is there, you know, the, the supply isn't. And so, I mean, there's your proof right there to what you're saying is that there's only 21 active rare Aaron Judge listings right now, and that's Mm -hmm. that's active listings, that's not affordable listings. You know, this right, we're at 115 on the floor here, but then it goes up to 125, it quickly goes up to 160, 175 by the end of the first page. So, 
exactly mm-hmm. to what you're saying is that it's just not necessarily going to be there for people to buy it up the way that you could buy up BGO from lineup one. Mm-hmm. Because because his supply was in existence and, and was listed over those 40 sales or so, you had a smoother gradient from that $10 to $25. But it's going to jump in, with fewer sales much more significantly and people are going to get priced out in those later lineups if the supply remains the same. Mm-hmm. Uh, which, you know, is something we'll have to see. But I think it was pretty enlightening the the fact that you know even though there weren't a hundred people ready for each player the the desire materialized over that hour and a half two hours and those 100 minutes were found yeah i think we'll continue to see that over lineup one and lineup two at least for sure because of the supply existing but it could be tempered by there being 15 or 20 players instead of five because that you know that's just gonna stretch people a bit more if they're trying to to mint a significant number of them right so i think that this is a good and we're gonna we're gonna stay within the titan conversation i think this entire episode but i think that's a good segue into the fact that we don't fully know what is going to happen with the vaulted packs we got an announcement regarding that this week and i'm going to pull up i decided to just snip the entire announcement from discord uh so that there's no paraphrasing here but the first the first segment of this is just stating that there will be a full set challenge for 2022 so that's good to know forgot to state that at the top so uh no no significant detail on that but you know we know what this looks like you collect them all there's going to be a snapshot deadline and if you hold them all you're going to get some type of chaser reward uh could they add something to it? For sure, but probably going to look similar to what we've seen with other sets. But the the more cryptic and more important of the two announcements, in my opinion, is the second one here regarding the vaulted packs. And so for the audio-only listeners, I'll just read it off here. You may be wondering what's going on with the remainder of our unsold leadoff series packs. We'll be holding back a percentage of these leadoff packs to reward users through additional collection challenges. The icons in the remaining leadoff packs that are not put aside for challenges will be opened and used in future packs, future pack products later this year. This means the lineup packs that are currently on the secondary market are the last of the 22 leadoff series lineup packs. So it's kind of cryptic and it's a little bit, you know, I had some conversation with some people on Twitter to say that this is the last of the leadoff series packs is a little bit misleading. We have no idea what type of volume they're talking about here in terms of not only the the challenge packs like as rewards, which is cool. I like that, something that we've suggested in the past, assuming that it's, you know, I think that that's a good way to trickle some of this product out slowly over time. But the undefined going to be used in future pack products later this year how much later this year there have been discussions in discord does this happen during titan burning it very well could i've seen you know i gathered enough yesterday to feel that candy doesn't exactly know yet but if that's the case it means that we all need to be weary of it because the reality is everything that you and i have been talking about for the last couple months now is heavily based around supply and demand mainly supply that's been the it's been the most important thing to understand about candy for the last couple months now 
it's confusing, no doubt. But anytime that there's friction like that, it creates opportunity. So we have used that to our advantage and enjoyed the fact that there are opportunities here. And so we've been cherry picking guys from these later lineups and and looking at that as an opportunity. So if Candy releases thousands of packs that have lineup three, four, five, six players in it, it could significantly impact this. We saw what happened with the airdrop of the L1, L2 packs. It it tanked floor prices, and understandably so. We had the same amount of demand, and we doubled the supply. That's how this works. So I've been saying it in this not-so-defined way all along, which is that Candy needs to do this with care, with caution, because we've seen what happens here. And we also have seen what happens when we have a supply that is in line with the demand. It means that we end up with floor prices that are, you know, what you want them to look like. And you've got enough, it's just, it's the right equation right now. We've gotten to see what that looks like with lineups three through six. And to jeopardize that with a huge pack drop would be extremely frustrating, extremely frustrating as somebody that has use my knowledge of, of what's going on with this. And I think a lot of people have done that is that mm -hmm. if you understand what's going on, it allows you to make a play based on that knowledge. People that are paying close attention to this project should be rewarded for that. Not, you know, not punished for it. So I really hope that even if we see some product distributed while Titan burning is happening, that it is nowhere near the quantity that we saw with the airdrop of lineups one and two, because I just think that that would be disastrous in terms of frustrate. You and I keep a level head on here. We have a good time. We're here for the long haul. We enjoy this product and we understand that things are going to happen and adjustments are going to have to be made. I will be very frustrated if they dump a huge supply and ruin all of the planning that we've been doing over the last couple months. It wouldn't be fair to people that have been here. It wouldn't be fair to people that are continuing to buy during this bear market. You know, I'm not saying don't drop anything, but if it comes in a huge quantity, I think it'd be a huge mistake. And I know that you agree with me. Right. Uh, I mean, you hit the nail on the head. And even from a different perspective, you want to reward, particularly with the Titan burning, you want to reward the people who bought their copies early. And people who have been buying their copies from lineups four, five, and six have already been paying a premium because of that reduced supply. And they're doing it because, you know, A, it's players they care about, and, and B, they, you know, they recognize the supply as well. And so they want to get their copies while there are still some to get. But if you change that equation, if you double, quadruple that supply from lineup four, five, and six, then suddenly those prices that they paid, you know, in earnestness out of, you know, their desire to be early or on time for those for those Titans from those later lineups, you know, that's going to negatively impact them. And that shouldn't happen to people who were, you know, objectively making what should have been a good play. Mm -hmm. We we've been given the rules to the game over the last few months, and we are now in the arena and 
you can't just change the rules once we get here. So it's nice that we know exactly what we have with lineups one and two. It's high supply. I think it's a good testing ground for this. But if Candy sees that as, wow, since we have all this supply, they're minting out 100 each, it's going to be a bad look. It's going to be a bad look if they shift back to prioritizing minting out 100 and, and optimizing for Candy. We should be rewarding the people that still stuck around for the second half of these packs, even though the waters got you know, a little bit shaky. So that's my opinion on that. And my opinion will get stronger as we get more information. But we'll leave it at that for now. At, at this juncture, it's something to be aware of. It's something to be weary of. It's something that is making me hesitate. You know, I'm, I'm grateful that you and I have already positioned ourselves with, with our stacks. You know, there's a couple guys that I was left at 30, 40 points that I decided to round out over this last week. Uh, but for the most part, we've already positioned our stacks. And I think that our entries are, you know, in a position where we can get some really cool Titans with, with low supply. And I hope that, I hope that, that that script doesn't get flipped on us. So we will see, we'll withhold judgment, but I think that everybody should, you know, take it with a grain of salt with, I've, I've been consistently recommending pick players from those later lineups. And if there's a, a huge influx in supply, then that advice could prove to be, uh, you know, not, not as valuable as it would have been. So we'll leave it at that for now. Yeah, go ahead. I, I did just want to say that, you know, they've mentioned additional packs, but it, it is still possible for them to have a low impact on the supply of the leadoff set by maybe tossing in one leadoff card to a different set. Like if they're releasing an all-star set later this year, they could, you know, perhaps keep the all-star set small because that's kind of what we all want. We want a smaller, more focused set if they're going to do another all-star set. And if they just threw in one leadoff card with each pack, something along those lines, you know, not repackaging the leadoff cards together, but just throwing them in as a bonus mm -hmm. to a new product. I think that would be my preferred version of what that might look like. And, and I could see that having a relatively low impact on on the supplies that have currently been established. Yeah, I love that. Yeah, again, I'm not saying don't release any of these icons. I'm just saying do it, do it tastefully. Observe everything that's happened so far. We've seen things that Candy has done right, and we've seen things that Candy has done wrong. We've seen floor prices move in multiple directions at this point, and so, they're doing a good job in a lot of ways. Let's just not take, let's not take a step back after mm -hmm. showing that these Titan burning challenges are going to be really good for the value of this project as a whole. And taking a, a small step back to something that you were talking about before, I'm going to pull up the, the lineup one checklist here. So in terms of the 51 points of the given player, Hopefully you got your stacks in early. As we can see, a lot of people are still going to do that the day of. And if you have to round out a couple points, it is what it is. I didn't get the same price point at everybody. I've, I had to pay up for my, you know, I, I have an, uh, enough for an Acuna. But my last three cores were a whole lot more expensive than my first three. So dollar cost averaging along the way is fine. But hopefully you have those stacks done. But what I'm getting at here is that you still need the 49 points on the back end of random players. And so what David and I both recommend 
and you can check this for yourself in the marketplace by spot checking individual players. But basically, anybody that that falls into the these first two buckets. So we're talking specifically lineup one and two because they're fully distributed, so the supply is there. But then specifically anybody in this one of one tier that's definitely getting a titan, or anybody in the epic tier that is um or sorry, I apologize, I said that backwards. Anybody not in the one of one tier and anybody in the epic tier that's not getting a titan, those cores and uncommons are extremely affordable because the supply is there and the uh, the titan is not happening. So nobody is going to stack those players. So guys like Travis Darno, Ian Happ, Yasmani Grandal, uh, Tarek Skubal, these are guys where if you either own them or you need to go pick up some low-end cores, these are the guys that are still 50-cent cores as opposed to you know, Dylan Cease yesterday, go take a look at what his cores did now. You didn't want to burn a Dylan Cease core in order to create a Cavan Biggio Titan. You'd want to either use that or sell it, whatever. The floor price is totally different for the guys that are getting Titans. And so the focus should be on the non-Titan epics from lineups one and two. And then from there, the prices, the floor prices are still the same. They're still 50 cent cores for these guys in the lower tier that don't have epics because they don't have titans. But David and I both suspect that with the supply difference, it's possible, or at least if there was going to be a discrepancy between the, the guys in the epic tier that have 2750 cores versus these guys down here that only have 1500, it's possible that there's enough supply that we never escape the 50 cent cores. But if you had to bet on one versus the other, one has more supply than the other. So I personally would burn a Nick Senzel core before I burnt a Nick Solak core because I just think it's more likely that that supply gets burnt up and, and becomes more valuable. We also have collection challenges coming, you know, set collection where we've seen that cores get artificially inflated because of it, because it's simply the least expensive. So again, it's understanding the numbers, it's understanding the bottom line, the supply. I know I said that a little bit backwards at the at the top, but I think that I, I clarified it along the way. Did, did I get that across, David? Yes, if you're burning if you're burning copies of cards, pick someone who has more, so who has the 200 or the 2750 cores versus the 1500 and pick someone who's not going to get a Titan. If you have an extra copy of someone who's going to get a Titan, then, you know, let's say their core rises to 3-4 sell it for $4 and buy eight 50 cent cores from someone else because you don't want to get three burn points for that one core when you could be getting 24 burn points from eight other cores mm -hmm. you know so you you want to but you want to do the math you, you want to make sure you're being optimal about your procedure but the fact is not everyone is going to do that the fact is that there are some people who are just going to burn the random cards in their collection without looking at how much they cost, or if those players are getting Titans. And so there's going to be, you know, burn casualties across the spectrum. We're going to see varied impacts on different players' supplies. And that's where picking a player that only has 1,500 cores, they might just happen to have a lot of their copies burnt. And they might become a more rare core just by virtue of being burned so frequently mm -hmm. and that's something that we'll have to see how that plays out um and go from there 
yeah, it won't play out the same for every player, but it's playing the numbers game and it's knowing that if you're holding those guys that it's more likely that, say, Eliza Hernandez gets burned at a 50% rate and all of a sudden he's a bottleneck when people go to complete their sets and now there isn't the supply available. You want to set yourself up to be holding the right cards. Now, again, to David's point, we're playing small ball here. I get it. These cards are worth 50 cents, a dollar. If that's not your style, that's fine. But that's what this channel is about. That's what these videos are about, is that we enjoy looking at the details and understanding that, okay, even if you don't get every single move correct, you might burn a guy that's worth a buck instead of 50 cents here and there. But if you understand this premise in general and get a good idea of what's worth a little bit more, you know, specifically the lineups and then the discrepancy between the different tiers of players, it can help you in the long run. And whether you're playing with a couple hundred bucks or a couple thousand bucks or whatever it may be, it can all add up over time. So we're still seeing plenty of epics burn. There's still plenty of people that are, are going to go the, the path of least resistance. And it's not surprising because it, it's a lot of cards. It's a lot of clutter. It's the same as like, you know, you get a lot of random cards when you open regular baseball packs that you don't exactly know what to do with. But if you're enjoying the process and being in the weeds of it, which I know a lot of people that are watching this do enjoy that part of it the way that we do, that these are the things to, to understand. So I think that this is what makes it fun because it gives you opportunities to, to make the right move. And, and you mentioned clutter. That's just another reason for me to burn cores instead of epics. You know, what? I, I've got so many cards in my collection already why would i want to just clear out three or four cards by burning epics and rares when i can burn 34 cores for a titan and really start to clear things up and so that's something i'm going to be looking to do a lot of in the coming weeks i do think that another part of this conversation is to understand that um uncommons are the slightly better burn in my opinion because we do have already the artificial inflation of cores with the announcement of the full set challenge. And we saw that mm -hmm. with the 21 stuff. We saw it for a long time. We talked about the the discrepancy, the ratio amongst the, the different rarities. And we're already seeing it where there are certain guys where their uncommons are four bucks and their cores are three bucks. And so the uncommon is the better burn there. If you're, if you're picking between the two, uh, you're better off selling the core because there's a reason for that to have gone up a little bit that people are paying a little bit closer attention to. So it's understanding all of these different angles that are impacting the floor prices of a given card. So, uh, yeah, I think that I think that that's the the majority of of the talking points and the observations. Again, go go take a look for yourself what the different prices did at the different rarities of the five players that were burned yesterday. Wander, India, Bieber, Biggio, and Cease. Just go look. It's, it's not, this is not uh, tough information to see. Just go look at the sales from July 18th for all of these players, and you can see what happens when people got the news and decided that they wanted to burn that player. And it wasn't the same across the board. Wander rare floors went down. Why? I don't know. But in general guys went up when the announcement happened. So it's something to understand and it's something to, to arm yourself with as we move forward each Monday at one o'clock. So is there anything else that you wanted to, to touch on on that? Oh, I think that pretty well covers it. Cool. Well, I think that that's, that's pretty much it. This is a, you know, this week was about the Titan burning challenge and it's finally here and 
it's it's cool. The animation is cool. People were tweeting about it like crazy. Uh, you know, it's it's always fun to to hit the new threshold of activity when it comes to candy because it creates action for everybody, whether you're a buyer, a seller, a collector, a burner, you know, somebody that's just observing the market and, and taking data, there's a lot more action now. And uh, I think it'll only get more fun as to your point, they continue to increase the number of, of how many Titans are going to happen each week, because at the rate of five per week, I think we'd be here for an entire year. It just wouldn't, wouldn't add up. So I think that that was the test run, but yeah. That's, uh, that's it for this week. Looking forward to seeing another week of it. Hope everybody got the Titans that they were hoping to get. But my name is Nate. That's David. This is the Talking Candy Weekly Update, and we will see you in the next one.